This is Wired Up with Matt Kennedy and Jerry Peralta on KMSA 91.3. I would just like to say, hold on, no, 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 we're not, we're not doing that. I would just we're like, not, would we're just... not doing that. We're not. <laughs> Saying how we are getting a late start due to some technical issues. We're just going to leave it brief. I, I was not We're even, leaving it at that. I was not even We're say, leaving it at that. I wasn't even going to say that. You, you well, cut me off before I could even say anything. Matt. Okay. That's well, rude. Because no, he was going to come on. He's going to be like, you and Matt messed up. No. No, 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 no. I was going to say, this has been the best start to a Wired Up that I've ever been a part of. Oh, okay. <laughs> Starting the show a little bit late today. All right. Just going to jump right Matt into it. Matt messed up. I didn't mess up. Hey, People prior to us didn't no, press no, a certain no, button. No, 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 Somebody in the booth didn't press a certain button. That Jerry, he... didn't you notice that uh, certain thing? Yeah, I didn't. And, uh, <laughs> not say anything about it. So that's where we're at. Yeah, he, he jumped the gun and tried to. Okay. Or, or I'm just gonna throw Matt under the bus. No, no he's right a, there. That's why I had to come in and say, didn't you notice that? Thank you, thank you for that. Thank Anyways, you. we should just restart the show now. <laughs> take take three. <laughs> take number three. No, uh, it's Armac Championship Tournament time. That is exactly what we're going to talk today. By the way, Matt Kennedy, Jared Peralta, Josh Coleman, if you're just now listening to this clown show that is wired up. <laughs> Got a good show lined up for you. Have we ever not been a clown show? It's, it's becoming more or less as the time goes on. Yeah. Talking to Marmack Sports. Normally we are a regular sports talk show that talks mainstream and Colorado sports, but today we're narrowing our horizon and talking some specific Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference sports because as of last night, Mesa is one of the best teams in the Armac in terms of basketball, they defeated a very sound UCCS team on the men's side, and then the women's uh, kept their championship hopes alive in terms of repeating as Armac tournament champions. They've already won the regular season, and they will host Colorado School of Mines on Friday. The men will travel to Dixie State to play against the number one seeded Trailblazers inside St. George, Utah. So, Jerry, you you were running the board last night. Me and Josh were calling yep. the game. Yep. Women's Mesa team looked very, very good. And I think in terms of what the season represents for them, it is a formal restart. Uh, head coach Taylor Wagner says he sees three different seasons in one season. He sees the, the regular season, which is the first part. Then he sees a brand new season, Armac Tournament. And then he sees a brand new new season when the NCAA Regionals or the NCAA Tournament comes around. And that will start next week for them. And as of last yep. night, March was a brand new Mesa team. Definitely. It, it, we had seen something from this team that we haven't seen in, a, in the past few weeks. Uh, in this game, shooting was actually a bit more sound. They were kind of they were nailing the shots that they normally make. Defensively, they were playing all around great basketball. The only thing that I noticed that was maybe kind of the same to what we've noticed throughout these la- the end of the regular season, turnovers were still a big problem for them. But they, I mean, they didn't let it affect them as they still managed to come away with a 14 point victory. They defeated MSU Denver, the Roadrunners, who were the eighth seed. And uh, Kylan Rigsby had a career high night. Well, a second career high. She had a season high night, 26 points. Her career high is 29 points. And Danny Turner scored 20 points. So Danny Turner and Kylan Rigsby, the guards for Mesa, scored as many points as the entire MSU Denver team combined. Yeah. And, and it's, it's taken them quite a bit to really hit. Or it's taken at least Kylan these past couple weeks, you know. She she had these little cold spurts where she wasn't putting up that many points a game. But last night she she took she 
as you know, head coach Wagner says, it's it's a different season. And calling in right now, we'll be back in 30. Connor Dockery, voice of the MSU Denver Roadrunners, be back in 30. Josh is a high school basketball player, solid shooter, great teammate. Hey, don't forget my tenacious D. And he's my son. Uh -huh. So what does Josh do to be the best basketball player he can be? I play tennis. Studies show that student athletes here in Colorado who play more than one high school sport are more likely to excel. Tennis does more than improve Josh's conditioning. It gives him a fresh competitive outlet, reduces the risk of injury by cross-training, and introduces him to different coaching techniques and new friends. Don't get me wrong, hoops are my first love. Tennis just gives me a little break. So when the new season begins, Josh isn't burned out on basketball. He's eager to play. And you can see the difference in his game. This message presented by the Colorado High School Activities Association and the Colorado Athletic Directors Association. You're listening to KMSA 91.3 FM, Colorado Mesa University's student radio. I'm not one to really gloat or trash talk. Oh, you're such a lie. Can I totally am. You're such a lie. No, 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 no. I, I, but on here, I try to act professional as possible. Also a lie. But when it comes to Mesa sports, I respect the rest of the RMAC. And last night was a very good game, a great showing by the MSU Denver Roadrunners in which Mesa defeated the eighth-seeded MSU Denver Roadrunners and moved on to the, to the semifinals. But to help us really talk some RMAC sports, specifically some RMAC basketball, is the voice of the MSU Denver Roadrunners, Connor Dockery. Connor, what is up? Well, it's a pleasure once again to be on Wired Up, as always. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, Connor, pleasure as always. And um, I thought you were going to make the trip up to Grand Junction uh, last night, but we missed you. We had a spot for you in the booth, and you didn't show up. What's up with that? You know, uh, it, it turns out uh, I, I, I took a left uh, took a left point at Albuquerque, and I got lost. <laughs> got lost he, on the way. You missed that left turn at Albuquerque. Yeah, right? yeah, because you got to go through Albuquerque to get yeah. to... Yeah, because that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a long, it's a long scenic route. No. Yeah. It, it, is a, it is a long route, yes. It's a long route no matter where you take. Grand Junction, we're in a little bowl here. And mm -hmm. it takes 17 hours just to get here from anywhere. Anywhere, so I don't know. Really it almost wrong. feels like 17 hours. It basically is that case. And You're it's driving extra slow, aren't you, Matt? <laughs> no, Matt I go dri I, Matt I, drives 20 miles an hour just to get to his destination. I go 90 on I-70. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Attaboy. <laughs> and I've What's been, life without a little bit of danger? I've been pulled over once. I got a ticket. I did get a ticket. And I've slowed down since did, then. Oh, you're such a liar. I did. I got a ticket. It was a $160 ticket. First speeding ticket I've ever gotten. That's the only one I've gotten pulled over for. Well. How many tickets you got? One. One? Yeah. It wasn't for speeding, though. <laughs> What'd you do? It was a seatbelt ticket. A seatbelt ticket? That's a thing? Yeah. Very. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. That Did you guys thing? really not know that was a thing? <laughs> yeah. A seatbelt ticket? Yeah. I, I mean, I always... I didn't have my seatbelt on. I guess the saying is click it or ticket, so <laughs> I guess that's true. All click it or ticket. TV. I see it everywhere. <laughs> Getting back on track, last night me and Josh called the MSU Denver and CMU semifinal or quarterfinal match of the RMAC Championship Tournament. Mesa defeated the Roadrunners 60-46. to Kylan Rigsby, a game-high 26 points. Danny Turner added 20 points off the bench. 
and they were the only Mavericks to finish in double figures. Uh, Harvey for MSU Denver had a team-high 12 points. But, Connor, we appreciate having you on. Uh, did you watch last night's game, and what was your analysis of Mesa's play? So I was uh, I was not able to catch the game. I did follow along uh, with, with the score. Um, and, again, May, Colorado Mesa, always really tough. And I noticed really um, with the RMAC, um, you know, it, like this with men's basketball, but, you know, more so women's basketball, I noticed really all the success is usually with, uh, you know, having a go-to star player, um, you know, someone you can rely on, yeah, at least one or two of, uh, you know, these players where you can rely on to get, you know, consistent, you know, offense and defense from uh, night in and night out. And, uh, that, you know, that's where, you know, that's where a lot of the top tier RMAC teams get their offense. Um and that's one of the things that has been crazy this year um, with MSU Denver. Uh, it's been really an adjustment um, this year for the Roadrunners because they, the past couple of years it's been where, you know, they've had those two or three, you know, star players. Last year it was Jalen Smith and Emily Hardigan, you know, two of the top probably five or at least top ten players in the RMAC. And, you know, go back before that uh, from uh, Australia, Georgia Ordorf, terrific low post player uh, that the Roadrunners had. And, uh, you know, this year – didn't really have any. Didn't really have a go-to star player. They had a lot of solid players there on the Roadrunners, but no, never really a true, you know, go-to star player. Um, started off the year really rough, but you know, as the season went on, they were able to you know find their identity. You know, get back to that low post uh, kind of lockdown defense inside the paint, um, and that really propelled them to the playoffs. But you know, the, where the you know where Mesa has the edge, you know, that star talent. Um, you know, that MSU Denver just doesn't have. Obviously, Leah Harvey did really good, specifically to finish the year. Her last couple of games were terrific. Um, really started to find her game. Um, but again, I, just I, that I didn't realize that you could shoot the three. She surprised me last night. She pulled up a couple of times from, from like 20 feet, and I was like, oh. It's a good jumper, a, too. It's a great jumper. It looks really well. Yeah, she's got such a smooth touch, and, um, you know, that's where she gets a lot of players, you know, because, you know, she's so big, so, uh, you know, down low, very strong, and um, so a lot of her play is like specifically down there, but when she's, you know, occasionally she'll be found on, you know, on top of the key or even in the, in that corner. Um, and you, you know, teams are backing off cause they, you know, they're expecting her down low and then she's not afraid to take it. And, you know, when she, she she'll make a couple on you and, you know, really take, you know, really takes the, the defenders off guard. Like, Whoa, I didn't know she can shoot out there. Well, look, Connor, and, and this is going to continue into this weekend. Mesa will be hosting the, uh, the semifinals and then ultimately the finals if they do make it to that point. But the game will be in Grand Junction. And it's a competitive RMAC. And, the, and this RMAC uh, championship tournament is a good showcase. Obviously, Dixie is a, is a great team. They defeated the number two-seeded Western last night down in Gunnison, which I'm actually pretty excited about because Western was hyping up that game so much. I get their they're, they're, uh, they're arena. Uh, Paul Wright Gymnasium, which yeah. looks, which is smaller than Grand Junction High School, yeah, in its in its size. It was built back in the 1920s and probably hasn't been renovated since 1950s. They really hyped that game up. They said, "Oh, the biggest game in Western history, only the second playoff game we've ever hosted in program history, the highest gymnasium in the world." Which it is. It's sitting like at 7,000 elevation. I'm kind of glad we defeated Western. Is there a little, little, little bit of bias in there? A little bit for Mesa. I don't. Know. I'm no, not necessarily I mean, sure. It's okay. I mean, it's a little bit, but I mean, it, it's kind of difficult to not to. Yeah, and they defeated us last week, and they were really hyped about beating us. And hate to hate to see it, but 
No, they're gone. Connor, do you have, do you have any specific bias against any RMAC teams as a uh, MSU Denver student? Um. Well, you know, I always, <laughs> I always like to keep like an objective look on things. I always like to look at you know all the stats, all the players, and you know get a good idea of you know who the good teams are, who the who the you know not good teams are. Um, but it you know it's you know I mean get the Western there you know that I you know as you said you know second playoff game you know that they've hosted, um, you know but good for the but. You know, you got to take it when you can have it, you know. You got to you got to be able to get excited, you know, when you can, you know, not especially for teams like that where, you know, success like that and be able to host the game uh doesn't come quite as often um as a team, you know, such as Colorado Mesa or even MSU Denver for that matter. I mean, no, it really doesn't. And Mesa hasn't had the success especially on the men's side. I mean, they haven't won a tournament playoff game since 2013. They finally accomplished that last night by defeating UCCS and a rather thriller game too, and that game was also fun to watch. And uh, and uh, Connor, I don't know if you saw that, but we were up by three. Mesa was, and UCCS had 2.3 seconds on the clock. They did an inbound from their very own baseline. They threw it to midcourt, and then I can't remember who exactly it Kamithier. was. Kamithier jumped in the air. His feet didn't even touch the ground. Threw it to uh, to Jeff Jeff Kelly. Jeff Kelly, who has a bad leg, and he also caught it in the air and then launched at the basket. Fantastic shot, and it almost went in. And if you're listening to Mike DeGeorge, our head coach, and some of the players, they said some four-letter words, which I cannot repeat on the air because they completely broke their coverage. But it the fantastic game that ended in Mesa barely escaping by the skin of their teeth. And the, the men's division for the RMAC this year is very competitive. And Dixie State, they're hosting... They got a really fun arena. You ever been to Burns before? You ever been to St. George? I have. Uh, I have been to St. George. I've never been to the uh, to the arena though. I, I, all I know is that that is the closest as of right now In and Out Burger uh, to <laughs> us. <laughs> That's true. Is it St. Well, there's one in Salt Lake. I, I don't know. I don't follow In and Out Burgers. And they're yeah. bu- and they're building some in uh, in Colorado Springs and Denver as well in the next couple of, in the next couple of years. I'm more of a Whataburger guy. I've been to Texas. Uh, I, was that know, a low-key flex never, that you just had right there, man? I've, I've, I've been to Texas. I've been to Texas. I've been to Texas. I've been down south. No, I mean, I'm going to stick with your in and out <laughs> comment here. I've I've only had it once, and I was disappointed the one time I had it, so in and outs not You were disappointed? Me. Mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, feel, come on. I felt like it was mediocre at best. A I good mean, burger. Connor, in and out of Whataburger. Uh, I'll, I cannot. I cannot make a, de- a decision on that. I have never had Whataburger. Me either. That's yeah. why. I said, uh, that's why we look at you mediocre. with like then inner out or Five Guys. <laughs> oh, well, they, I really love the Five Guys fries. Here's the thing. I will tell you about uh, In and Out Burger. You know the the original burger, kind of okay. I'll give you that one. He, here's what you got to do. You have to order it animal style. That yes. gives you pickles and grilled onions on that, and that's a game changer right there. When you order. The burger animal style, that is where it's at. That's that's where the greatness for in and out burger comes from. Yeah, I, I agree 110%, but why is it called animal style just because pickles and onions is thrown onto it? Well, because we're animals, all right? So, I don't we, know. so we add a couple of, of, of vegetables and all of a sudden we're omnivores? Or what's okay, that's, all right. Let's, but hold on. With in and out, it's mediocre. The best part about it is the animal style burgers, but it's the fact that you can get like two burgers and fries for like $7. 
It's good. Yeah. I, I, I won't lie, though. The milkshake I had from In-N-Out was actually pretty good. They do have delicious mu- milkshakes. That milkshake was good. But getting back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're lots for the of second time. Yeah, for the second time. We're lots of interrupt. If we had a three-hour show, we'd do it more often. No, but look, we're looking at this weekend. Mesa's hosting. Dixie State is hosting. These guys to my right and my left are actually calling the games for Mesa and for the rest of the Armac for the women's side. And thankfully, you guys are not having to call six basketball games. Mesa came close to actually hosting it. Uh, Black Hill State lost to South Dakota School of Mines, and Dixie almost lost to Regis. And then who else was ahead? Mines? Uh, uh, yes, Mines yeah. pulled a, their game out by seven. Yeah. Uh, D- Regis was actually keeping, was like down like two points throughout the entire fourth quarter. And then Dixie State, like in the final three minutes, I want to say, just started take, just took off with it, and they won by thirteen. And that is how it lays out. Mesa is the fourth seed. They will play Dixie State on Friday. The two games that they faced the Trailblazers this year, they lost by six in the initial matchup at Burns Arena, and then the second matchup in Grand Junction, they lost by a five. Uh, a five point deficit. And so, if you're Mike DeGeorge, if you're Michael Skinner, if you're Tommy Nuno, talking to them earlier on today, they said, "Hey." We got a good chance this time around, and we're just going to play them hard and 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 see what happens. So it's 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 possible that Mesa can win their first Armac tournament championship in a very long time. Uh, Connor, do you, have, do you have any specific predictions? Obviously, the Roadrunners are not in it anymore, but do you have a favorite of who you want to win the championship this year? Are you talking in terms of men's or women? Uh, let's go with both. Both. Um, what, Colorado Mesa is a you know very tough team. Um, you know, for the women's side, I think they have a really good chance. Um, men's side, you know, um, Dixie State. That I remember from when they played the Roadrunners earlier this year. That they gave Roadrunners fits. Um, that's a really tough team. Um, but yeah, in terms of again, the women's team, the the Colorado Mesa. I wasn't able to cover that game because that was that game was in uh, Mesa. Yeah. Um, I didn't have traveling um, to that game. Obviously, I. W- would have seen you guys there. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever traveled before to a road game? I have not. I've always, you know, I've always tried to make it to some of those Regis games because it's obviously, you know, right down the highway, like a couple of exits from MSU Denver. Uh, well, actually, yeah, that's a lie. No, I did a, um, I did a couple of the volleyball uh, games on the road uh, last year when they were taking on Colorado School of Mines. Okay. Um, so I just, just had to go up Sixth Avenue to get to that one, but. Uh, for basketball, no, I've never traveled to a, a road game. That'd be fun. I mean, we uh, I I did it last week and then the week before, not with KMSA because sadly we don't have a travel budget. We need well, one. We need a travel budget, Connor. If you were if you were given a travel budget, which Armac, uh, either stadium or arena, would you want to travel to the uh, the most? I think either. Probably, uh, I mean, UCCS and CSU Pueblo, I've heard those places get rocking, um, specifically CSU Pueblo. I know um, the, you know, MSU Denver and CSU Pueblo, those games are always rocking, especially at at, um, downtown Denver. But, you know, I always always thought one of those places would be super cool to travel to. Um, Colorado Mesa, obviously, got to check out my guys there at at Colorado Mesa. Got to go down there one of these days. We uh, will host you. I'm sorry. I'll, we'll put you up at our place. No, <laughs> and uh, and no. I've, I've been I've been down to CSU Pueblo last year. I went down. I just went back home because I'm from the Springs. Went down to the Pueblo game to cover it for the newspaper. 
And football, football stadium gets rowdy. The football games know. are rowdy, but they have a sponsor for every single thing in the stadium. My goodness, they yes. have a sponsor for first down, second down, third down, fourth down, and somehow they made a sponsor for a fifth down. I don't even know that exists. I'm just kidding. I, no, they didn't do that. But they sponsored the <laughs> sacks. I wouldn't doubt it. They sponsored the sacks and they sponsored the interceptions and the howling on the touchdown. Mesa got obliterated in that football game. Okay, they yeah. were down by 21 points in the first quarter. The howling. Jerry, I knew you're from Pueblo. Yep. Okay, I respect the heck out of you. But the Thunderwolves and the 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 feel the thunder thing and the announcer had a, a list, so it sounded like Field of Thunder. Every time thunder. he said every time they scored a touchdown, I'm sorry, it was the most annoying thing in the whole entire world, so I would not go back to Pueblo. I, yeah, I've only ever gone to I wanna say I, I've only ever gone to two CSU Pueblo games. And that and that was when they had just built uh Eddie DeRose uh stadium and they they were not sponsored by everything and you know it's after they won the national title except for when they won the national chat uh, title and but i mean i haven't been there for for a while uh so yeah i i, I bet it get annoying though before we let you go connor i want to switch topics real quick i was listening to your show briefly this morning because uh, it just pops up on Twitter. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you picked a good show to tune in I, to. I, yeah, I, I listened to the first uh, 15 minutes. It was like a 30-minute show. You did a short show today. But I listened to the first 15 minutes, and I was not expecting the the Nuggets thing. I wasn't expecting the whole, was it the Nuggets fan club? Is that the name of it? The the, the Let's Go Nuggets fan club. The, the Let's Go Nuggets fan club. You, you did the voice, and... Honestly, I thought your reaction to the Nuggets loss was going to be something like Jeff Breidich when he's asked about Nolan Arenado, and it kind of sounds something like this. Not there publicly about the nothing. There's no comment. I haven't had any comment to this point, so okay. we'll move past it. <laughs> thought it was going to sound something like that. I don't want to talk about it. They lost to the Warriors. I don't want to talk about that kind of loss. But, no, you went off. You built this persona, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty accurate, actually. So, yeah, obviously, you're fresh out with the Nuggets, and it's pretty solidified, and it's pretty justified, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's it's been frustrating this season because I mean the the record and I you know I heard I said this on my show but it's like the the record says one thing but it's like the, this team just doesn't really feel better than last year if that makes sense they don't really like look better and like I don't know it's just like the these consistent losses to like you know these bad teams is just like really concerning to me like. I mean, like, it's one thing, like, October, November, you know, whatever. That's, you know, you don't, you're never going to remember those games at the end of the season. But, like, for that to still be happening here in March, especially when the playoff race in the Western Conference is starting to heat up, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just frustrating to keep watching this same thing happen. You got Josh in next to me. He's like, yeah. oh, thank, <laughs> thank you, Connor. <laughs> thank, thank you. I agree. Okay. Oh, you, no, I now you agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> When you lose to the Warriors, yeah, you kind of have to raise an eyebrow. The loss to the Clippers, you kind of have to raise an eyebrow. Okay, I I put off the loss to the Cavs, okay? I put off the loss to the Kings. I put off those losses because losses happen. Mm-hmm. I put off the loss to the Clippers. I, I, I mean, and all losses also like that the happen. The Clippers are relatively good. But, but do the Nuggets even want to be above a, a number three seed? Do they want a number two seed? Do they even want to contend with the L.A. Lakers? Well, obviously so. not, Matt. Obviously, they're not playing like it. And I'm, getting, I'm getting flashbacks to our championship debate where you said the Nuggets are the only team at the moment who can win a championship for well, Colorado. When it comes to the last week and a half, I may be changing my mind to the Avalanche, winning seven games in a row. Like, what is that? Uh, the Avs are good and not in, like, the hardest sport to kick somebody out of. Like, LeBron James has been to went to eight straight finals. 
Like you just in basketball, it's much easier to get back to the championship than other sports. And I think if you have like LeBron, he's going every single time. And since he joined the Western Conference, I have no hope for the Nuggets making it to the finals. Kind of before we let you go, we'll just ask you this simple question, and it's it's simplistic enough. Do the Nuggets make the Western Conference Finals? And if they make it, do they win? No, because they are <laughs> going to have to play the Clippers or the Lakers at some point, and I do not see any scenario where they beat either team. I'm just going to be totally honest. I don't see them being the Clippers or the Lakers in a seven-game series this season. Sound like Charles Barkley. Do you think the, the Nuggets <laughs> could beat the Jazz in a seven-game series in the playoffs? Obviously. I don't well, think so. Well, I think this year they've matched up a little bit better with the Jazz than in years past, but I, I'm i a little skeptical really against any of those Western Conference teams, really. Thank you, Connor. You're just assuring me. Okay, well, guys, I'm not I'm not trying to defend the Nuggets here. And, and when you lose to the worst team in the NBA, you deserve to get flogged. I don't know if they're the worst team in the they NBA. Are, the Warriors came into the last night with 13 wins. Yeah, they are the they're worst They're the worst team. team in the West. Are they the worst I, team in the NBA? The worst I'm record? thinking like talent-wise. Yes, yes, they're they, yes. they, they the worst in the NBA. They're the worst team in the NBA. And they they lost to the Cavs as well. And they, I don't know if the Hawks are the third worst team, but if that's the case, then the three worst teams in the NBA, the Nuggets have lost the game to this year. All three of them at home. And you can't... That's so you, sad. You, it, it is, it, it's really sad. And I'm nervous. And hopefully, Jamal, Jamal Murray said... Uh, we're not soft. We're just playing like it. Well, you know what? You're Please looking like play it. Play like it, and because you're looking like it, guys. So, Connor, thanks so much. Listen to the Connor Dockery Show. Also, follow him on Twitter at Connor Dockery. And listen to My Man Media anytime on on um, their website. And listen to Connor's show on Mondays and Wednesdays from 11 to noon. Did I plug that correctly? Yes, you did. Yes, awesome. Nailed it. Great job. All right, Connor. Thanks so much, and it's always a pleasure. Well, Matthew, thanks once again for having me on. And we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Oh, we just cut him off. Sorry. That, Sorry, that was Connor. a static. Wow, we should not do that. That was rude. Sorry, Connor. Connor is one of the only people in the media world to call me Matthew. And uh, I think it's because I have that on my Twitter. Oh. Tell, tell us more about that, Matthew. See, I don't like it. <laughs> I do have Matthew. I have Matthew Kennedy on my Twitter. Okay. By the way, I, hope you, I hope you just realized what you just unleashed there. I Matt. won't call you Matthew. Oh, come on, Josh. Go, go follow No, because I hate being called by my full name. So Joshua. Like, Joshua. Joshua. No, Joshua. Joshua. Start this now. Uh, we'll finish killing each other back in 60 <laughs> seconds. We'll talk some Chris Harris Jr. as he leaves, uh, or potentially leaves, Mile High City. Matt Kennedy, Jared Pralza, Josh Coleman. Wired up. So why do teenagers play high school sports? My reason why is a sense of purpose. My reason why is love for the game. My reason why is to inspire others. One reason student athletes seldom mention is to get an athletic scholarship. They know that only 2% of all high school athletes are awarded a sports scholarship. And most of those are worth far less than the cost of tuition. So, why do they play? My reason why is commitment. My reason why is friendship. A sense of purpose. Love for the game. To help others. Friendship. There are lots of great reasons to play high school sports and to participate in other high school activities like cheerleading, debate, and music. Tell us your reason using the hashtag MyReasonWhy. This message presented by the NFHS and the Colorado High School Activities Association.
about to go with this. Do you, do you want to come in off the break? No. Is that what no. you're trying to say? I, I was about to try and say something, but I just lost my whole train of thought. You want to come off the break? What if I turn the music back up? No, that's not helping. Okay. <laughs> we start again? Yep, okay, all right, all right. You know what? That actually did kind of help. So, <laughs> after having Connor on the show, and, you know, now we're starting to change gears here to the Broncos, I just got to say, this is, this next topic, I am almost, did you just spray Josh with, like, some breast spray or something? <laughs> he just sneezed on me. <laughs> It's sanitizing mist. <laughs> now I lost my whole train of thought again. Dude, what is that smell, dude? It's like, I don't know, what is it? Patty gave it to him. Patty Arnold from the uh, Daily Sentinel. From the Sentinel. She was just handing this out to people. And it's like cinnamon and mint or something. It's so you don't catch coronavirus. It's half burning my left eye. It, well, it's antiseptic, so yeah. That, that's going to happen, Josh. <laughs> oh, it's good. it's spreading in the food. Yeah, it, it smells it's good. It smells room. good. Well, no, oh, not- okay. Uh, anyway, I love how Connor came into the show. We were gonna talk arm exports, and we ended up talking about like In and Out for ten minutes. Okay, well you know, well you know what I. <laughs> if this was a couple months ago, I'd have been like, well, this isn't a sports talk show. We shouldn't be talking about something non-sports related. Working under Jim Davis, who's got a three-hour sports talk show weekly, and listening to other sports talk shows and podcasts and and stuff. People talk. I mean, obviously, we don't have a three-hour sports talk show on a daily basis, so obviously we have to try and get as much sports talk in the hour time frame. But people talk about some really obscure things on sports talk radio. I'm not going to hand you the sanitizing mist. You I wanna... just wanted to see it. Well, yeah, but you're going to... I'm gonna not going to spray it. No, okay. I, I just want to see it. Anyway, can you... got to get some of that fart spray. You ever seen that fart spray the thing? The poopery? Is that what it's called? The poopery, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst smelling smell in yeah. the history of smells. Yeah, yeah it clears rooms. Yeah. They take just a thousand farts and just pack it into a tiny bottle. <laughs> this is great sports talk. It's like the, radio, by the way. The fart so the Broncos are trading away Chris Yeah, so the Broncos are trading away Chris. Or they're not trading away yeah, him, but they, but they are going to possibly be not bringing him back because his contract runs out here in a, uh, in a couple of weeks. And they recently just traded for A.J. Bouye, from the Jacksonville Jaguars for a fourth-round pick. And this was a fantastic trade by, by John Elway. He's, he, uh, and the way that this works out, he got rid of Emmanuel Sanders. And uh, and, w- and that's really about it. They got rid of Emmanuel Sanders, the way this kind of works around with how the Jags were involved. They got rid of Sanders to the 49ers, and they got A.J. Bouye and a third-round pick out of all this. So if you're John Elway, that is a dub and then another dub right on top of that. They take care of their problem right before a free agency hits, and they get a guy who is Chris Harris 2.0, at least in their some of the playing stature, who, who's also two years younger than Chris Harris Jr. for probably cheaper if Chris Harris is asking for 16 to $17 million uh, on an annual basis, and he's 30 years old, and he's also starting to decline in his play. But Chris Harris is starting to say goodbye to the Denver fans already, even though this is exactly what he wanted and don't get me wrong i'm a big chris harris jr fan i love strap harris he initiated the no fly zone he's the only remaining member left currently on the denver broncos roster as of right now justin simmons is not part of the no fly zone he's like a weird nephew that kind of got adopted by it and then tj ward and keep to when they left the no fly zone would just took off with him but guys I'm, I'm a fan of chris harris jr jerry you're a seahawks fan but he's a he's a quality well-respected cornerback from around the NFL. 
and he is an undrafted guy. He's an all-pro. He is a possible future ring of famer for the Denver Broncos. He won us a Super Bowl, and he's kind of treating us like we're just kicking him to the curb. I don't think that's the case. I mean, wasn't he the one that said, I want to go back to the slot to, to instead of guarding all the number one receivers? If we can get some decent cornerbacks around me, then I want to stay in Denver. Isn't that exactly what he said? That is exactly what he said. And now that we actually have that, he's thinking we're not going to resign him. Well, I mean, if you look at the past kind when the 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 past uh, contract negotiations, it, sometimes it never really played in his favor, and it and almost looked to him it could almost look like that they're trying to. It would almost look like they, yeah, they, yeah, they are trying to weed him out, and I mean, the fact I think what he, he's more concerned about is the fact that he, I th- he goes into free agency this year, doesn't he, or is he still under contract? No, like yeah, he's like he's yeah. his free agency hits when free agency starts in about two weeks. So, so he's a free agent, and or he's about to be a free agent, and Denver makes this trade, picks up AJ Bouye from Jacksonville, and he hasn't even. I don't know if he's even had talks regarding his contract. So if you're Chris Harris, you're probably looking at this like, all right, they're picking up a guy. We haven't even started contract negotiations. What's this all about? Well, Chris Harris, during the NFL scouting combine, he met with 75% of the teams, 24 teams to be exact, in the NFL. He got interviewed by each and every one of them during that week. And so he's been talking. He's been... I guess talking to Tyree Matthew on Twitter, possibly going to Kansas City. He's been saying goodbye to Will Parks, who is another Denver Broncos safety or secondary player on Twitter. He's been reposting uh, analysts and broadcasters who say that they're wishing him the best of luck. Chris Harris Jr. is one foot in, one foot out on the Denver Broncos right now. And I say that last foot that he has in, he's barely dragging a toe. So he's basically out of the door. And, Josh, you and I talked yesterday. We don't think Chris Harris Jr. is coming back. No, I don't think but, I don't think he's coming but back. But how fantastic would it be if we did bring him back? The way that this works out financially, it's possible. Okay, the Broncos will inherit the final two years of a five-year contract. Bouye signed with the Jags back in 2017, a major contract, with $4 million remaining of uh, prorated signing bonus counting against the Jaguars cap. The Broncos will assume a cap of cash charge and cash charge of $13 million for 2020 and $13.5 million for 2021. That means they are now expecting to have at least $48.7 million of that 2020 salary cap allocated or allocated? Allocated. Allocated to their first team secondary. $13.4 to Bouye, $14 million to Kareem Jackson, $7.8 million to Bryce Callahan and roughly $12.8 million to safety Justin Simmons if the Broncos choose to slap him with the franchise tag, which they are predicted to do. So the question remains, does Chris Harris Jr. somehow fit into that formula? And if yes, how should the Denver Broncos go about it? Should they sign him to a two-year $17 million per year contract? Or should they be like, yo, like last year you were not that good? Obviously, this year, if we put you back in the slot, you're going to go back to your productivity of being one of the best corners in the NFL. We're going to give you $16 million a year. Uh, I think the deal works out better in our heads than it does on 
financial paper because if we give Chris Harris Jr. the money we want, I don't know exactly what kind of numbers the Broncos have in salary cap, but that presses you for the free agency period and the draft for whoever we draft. And I think we have eight, nine picks this se- this draft in, in April. So I don't think that Chris Harris fits financially with the team. On paper, just looking at the roster, Chris Harris Jr. fits beautifully with the rest of the defensive backs. He can go back to his natural position as a slot corner and leave A.J. Boye and Bryce Callahan on outside. And then you still have Isaac Yadam in, in, as a depth player, who I'm not big on, but he can play. But think about it. You have three of the top 15 corners in the league, and then you have Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson in the safety position. I That's a good go, secondary. Yeah, you go back to the no-fly zone of old with realistically better pass catchers, I want to say, because T.J. Ward wasn't known for, like, he wasn't going to go get three to th- six picks a season, but he was going to light everybody in their mother He's going to get more sacks than he did picks. Yes, yes, that's a beautiful way of saying that, but I, I don't think... Chris Harris Jr. comes back because I think this is uh, we're forcing him out. I say that with quotation marks. We're forcing him out, um, and I don't think that's the case. But I don't think th- I think that's how he is perceiving it right now. Yeah, I, well, you say forcing, I, I, and I still think with that, quotations. Yeah, with quotations. I still think that gentle word nudge is out the door. Yes, the gentle nudge weeding out. I mean, it, you know, you can almost look at this like Denver's trying to build that secondary around. The fact that Chris Harris may be gone in this upcoming season, um, and you know they're probably just gonna see what happens because once he's gone, how much does that leave open? That's gotta leave a good chunk in uh, cap space for Denver, doesn't it? I mean, with this contract with AJ Bouye, that would cover whatever they're going to pay a possible Chris Harris Jr. That fifteen million dollars, which is what they're paying him previously per year, once they restructured, once they restructured that contract. On that last year, did they was it like fifteen million or like seventeen that they uh, ended up paying him this last year? I think it was fifteen. Something it like it was that. right around whatever Jalen Ramsey was making per per year, but they gave Chris Harris Jr. that money, and you bring in guys like Kareem Jackson, Bryce Callahan last year. Those guys are making less than that, and then you're going to pay Justin Simmons a monstrous deal. In about a year's time, you're going to pay him fourteen million. With the franchise tag this year, Denver has overall $70 million in cap space prior to free agency starting. But if I'm John Elway, if I'm Vic Fangio, you got the secondary you need right now. You don't need anybody else. You maybe draft another backup and bring somebody in that for for super cheap, and you focus on building the offense. I think the defense as of right now, Josh and Jerry, is set. There is no need to bring in any more big players on the defensive side. You keep Von Miller. You get Bradley Chubb back. You, you get rid of guys like Shelby Harris. You, you may re- They're getting rid of Adam Gotsis. Uh, so, therefore, if you want to bring in somebody for cheap, I think, th- oh, they're looking at the, they're looking at one guy, uh, either from the Giants or I think it was, was the Cowboys, who was a defensive end. I got to go back and look at that. I saw that pop up somewhere. But Denver is building that defensive secondary to be a stud of a unit. And then the offense, obviously, Adam Schefter reported today that they're not bringing back Ronald Leary. That broke last week when John Owen talked about that during the combine. The offensive line is now focused on protecting Drew Locke, 
Dunn always said, you know, it's nice to be at the combine this year without having to focus on looking at quarterbacks because we got our guy. Jerry, Elway finally endorsed Drew Locke. And I don't think you understand how big of a deal that is for us because he didn't endorse anybody after Peyton Manning. He said, this guy is not the guy of the future. Or we're just, you know, we always keep that position open. You know, it's always competition. He finally said Drew Locke is the guy for the future. So now that we have that, it's let's build the offense up, find some receivers, uh, draft Henry Ruggs. <laughs> oh, that's... Draft Henry Ruggs with the number 15 pick. I don't think he's going to fall that far. He's not going to fall that far, man. After Mel, running a 4 Mel, 2 7, Mel, I don't Mel, know Mel Kuyper, in his yeah. latest mock draft, has the, has the Denver Broncos picking up Henry Ruggs at third. How many times is Mel Kuyper right on all of it? After the top five, Mel Kuyper tends to not be super. It's kind of hard to predict it, but yeah, it yeah, is. But I guarantee so I take every he's draft, not, he mock is, draft with a grain of salt. Sorry, yeah, Jay. he is not going yeah, to drop. He's not going to drop. To that number 15th pick, I guarantee you he's going to get picked you up. You guarantee it? I can guarantee he's going to get picked up. C.D. Lamb's going to get picked well up before. first. I'm and not guaranteeing it. I'm, I'm not guaranteeing it either. I'm going 90% he's taken off the board before 15. I'll go 50-50. I'll go 95. I think just because I really want Denver to spend that first-round pick on a wide receiver. Oh, they, they're they definitely going to spend it on it. The they're going to spend it on a wide receiver, but the problem is, is they're probably, they won't get that guy. My thing is I think the Broncos should take a, a offensive lineman with the number 15 pick. And I think with LaVisca Chenault's surgery coming up to— Oh, get Visca! Yeah, I think you can slip to yes. the second round and get LaVisca Chenault for what would have been a first-round first talent. But he, since that surgery, I think that drops his draft stock and we can get him in the second round. So I think the Broncos need to take an offensive lineman and solidify that before anything else because we can't okay the broncos need a quarterback to be successful and the offensive line has been the biggest issue for the last four years if you're looking at all the top nfl draft prospect in the rankings you got chase young joe burrow and tua in the top three isaiah simmons who by the way is the studliest athlete linebacker i've ever seen cd lamb is the highest ranked wide receiver at number eight overall and then the next wide receiver is Jerry Judy from Alabama. So Henry Ruggs, who's the other wide receiver from Alabama, is the third wide receiver listed in the rankings and is right at number 17 in the power rankings. That is below where Denver's projected to pick. NFL.com also, in one of their mock drafts, had Jerry Judy drop into 15. I'll take either one. Me too. I would take pretty much any of the top wide receivers in this draft. So it's definitely possible Denver has a, I would say, a one in three chance of drafting a top four wide receiver. I'm on the side of trying to get Jamar Chase in next year's draft. Uh, Bleacher Report has it predicted that uh, Denver's going to pick up Tristan Wirfs from Iowa. The tackle? Yeah, the offensive line. The guy whose thighs are bigger than my torso? Yeah, probably. Well, and he ran a 4 8 40. At the head, or was it a four? Or am I thinking of a Louisville guy? No, yeah, no, Louisville. no, it was a guy from Iowa. And then the guy from Louisville, who was the heaviest guy in the draft, ran a 5'1, like 6'7, 364. That's like 380, like 384, wasn't was it? Was it? I thought it was, it was 380. 360. It, it was a lot of weight to be pushing for 5'1. Yeah. Like if I ran a 40 right now, I'd probably be right around 4'9 or 5'1. 
I don't even know if I'd make it 40 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Josh and I would just stumble. Ever since I broke my toe, I my big toe, I like anything athletic just oh, no. is out the window, so I haven't had to run in a while, so I, I don't even know if I'd make it 40 yards. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, so sad. Thank you. So sorry. So sorry. The Mavs and Heels race is going to be the first time I run in a while. <laughs> The first time you're going to run is when you're going to strap high heels on your ankles? That's uh <laughs> I mean, do you really think I'm going to go run before then? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I mean, you, you, I'm, I would. Maybe. I'll try. Okay. I'm falling no matter what, so I don't have a whole lot of faith in myself. <laughs> the NFL draft is 50 days away. Woo! Yay. The Denver Broncos be uh, kind of racking up draft picks, great draft picks like they have the last two years. Elway is back in. The what do you say? Well, how would you say it? Like the the no, he's not on the what's the opposite of the hot seat? He's he's in he's in he's in he's in good reputation with the Denver fan base right now. He's in a good spot. He's in a good spot. He's not on the hot seat right now. A year ago, people were like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see how this uh free agency period and draft period goes. Could switch very quickly. Well, Drew Locke has been a lot of ice on that hot seat. Yes. And Elway's draft picks and his free agency acquisitions have also been better. Put a lot of ice on that hot seat. So mm-hmm. if Elway continues to be this hot, I'm looking forward to this draft. I really want a wide receiver. Uh, honestly, I would be okay with LaVisca Chanel. Loved him at Colorado. Uh, he just had surgery and he's going to miss his pro day. So all the more the reason to have him drop in the in the draft and possibly become a second round pick and Denver picks him up. You never know. Is his injury four to six weeks or six to eight? Because I thought it said four to six, which would put him out like right around the draft time too. I don't think he was. Uh, I mean, it doesn't way, matter if he's. It doesn't matter if he's getting drafted. I mean, if he gets drafted, he gets drafted. I know, but I think teams will still kind of. We'll see that he's still hurt and it it'll help. He he'll be he'll be fine the by the round. he'll be fine by the draft. He just can't compete in his pro day. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Because pro days are what in like, like two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. So we'll see how that turns out. I'm excited. And if you're a Denver Broncos fan, you should be optimistic. I'm not going to say excited. You should be optimistic. A little bit of both. We're Anxious. back next, next week, same time, same place. Actually, we'll probably be back on Friday. We'll be back on Friday. Is next week spring break? Yes. Next uh, week's yes. spring break. Wednesday. Maybe we'll be back on Wednesday. I'm, I'm leaving Friday. Let's we'll be, do Wednesday. We'll be back on Wednesday next week. Or just a Wednesday show now. <laughs> yeah, why don't we just change that time to Wednesday? Possibly will. Same time, same place next week. Matt Kennedy, Jared Peralta, Josh Coleman, wired up.